0: When you understand covenant promises and you understand that, that right there, when you understand that, the, 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 the agreement, as you will, the covenant that you've been given, then the position that you have in prayer, the way that you speak, and the things that you're going to say are going to come out of your mouth differently. Because God doesn't owe us. He doesn't owe us anything. And for some reason, we tend to think because we believed, oh God, we chose to believe that your son died for us. He gave up everything for us. Just because you chose to believe it, you think he owes you everything? (laughs) There's an owing that that, that the church lives in as an entitlement from God that when things don't go our way, we are like, so butthurt. It's true. And so offended by him. And like, how could this be? And how could this? And this didn't happen? And blah, 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 blah. And we go and it's like, Man, the realigning of the truth of really covenant promises that we've been given is a realigning in your mind of what blessings are in being able to even receive it when it comes to you. I could not understand, like, I couldn't believe for normal things. I didn't know how to believe for marriage. I didn't know how to believe for children. I didn't know how to, because I had such a fear of death to me I got so stuck in everything being so spiritual that there was more of a war that would come out of me just to live in peace because God is also he's a God of supernatural but he's also promises in the natural but so many times we chase after just the promises in the natural or we're too stuck over here in the supernatural And I think I had a fear of receiving anything in the natural because of the things in the natural I could lose. The things in the supernatural I knew I wouldn't. Because I at least had enough faith to believe in the heavenly blessings. You know? Those things. But in the natural there was a fear of loss. I was afraid to believe God for those things. There's covenant promises that you can align in the spirit and that you can align in the natural. You can expect God vindicates and restores. God has good things. He has good plans. He has prosperity. He has truth. God has those things for you in the natural. And then he has things for you in the spirit realm, in the supernatural, that are wrapped up in in laws of the spirit. That when we step out and we do things in this way, sometimes we won't see the results in the natural because of it. And honestly, that's not because God's up there shaking his hand. It's about covenant truth. It's about, I have made this promise to you, and I'm going to repeat this again. I made this declaration to Abraham. Even when he made a plan B, he still got it. But he, he believed me to be faithful. So there's a thing God, there's promises God has spoken to people individually and there's promises that are, that are all scriptural. Meaning everybody can grab a hold of these promises. So why is that person over there never even touched these promises and that person over there has? Lack of revelation and wisdom is my belief. And even in revelation and wisdom, sometimes there's just things that God's working out for the biggest, pur- bigger purpose than we understand. We can't box him in. We can't try to figure it out. There's other things that God has in store. God has as a result of those things. But how are you ever going to stand in a position to experience and see these promises, walking in the spiritual blessings that Paul talks about, if you don't understand who you are in him? Now, when I would like to talk about this always in, in in the past, there's so many ways, again, that I would say to talk about it. In my experience in it is, has always been that if I don't have an experience and a rocking in my life, then even a, a spiritual truth, even a promise hasn't, can't become revelation to me. That's been my experience. So, even if I try to grasp hold of this truth of who I am, that Jesus purchased me, that I'm precious, that he says I was knit together in my mother's womb, but yet something is lacking in an experience and sometimes that's a shaking experience in order to produce the revelation of what that truth is. The belief only goes halfway for me. This is my experience. This is how I'm going to present this topic of identity. Because until the full circle to the getting through happens, the resurrection of life can't, hasn't happened for me in my life in those areas. Meaning, you know, Paul says, I want to suffer. I want to know death the way Jesus knows knew death or died. So that I can experience life the way Jesus experienced life. The wording, I didn't give that exact wording. That's basically what he said. I believe it's Philippians 3. I'm getting better at sticking to my scriptures. Look, I'm going to prove it. Um, I'm going to be really sad if it's not. Yeah, so it's Philippians three ten. I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised him from the dead. I want to suffer with him, sharing in his death, that one, that one way or another I will experience a resurrection from the dead. So here's how I want to apply knowing your identity in Christ. That there is an element. That it's okay to walk through something in order to produce the life on the other side. For me... My revela- experiencing revelation in any of these things, and, and, and like I said, ma'am, it's a toe in the land of revelation. It is not full. I'm not trying to say any full revelation. I'm saying grabbing foot in parts of revelation of these topics had to come through and experience. Paul said, I want to suffer the way he did. I want to experience death the way he did so that I will experience resurrection life. Now you have Jesus that the joy set before him. He endured the cross because the joy set before him. That it was through the full circle of the death, burial, and resurrection that the life and the authority and all of that was produced for us and for him to go get and be and get his glory back and go back to heaven. Jesus went full circle through his human nature, sacrificing it, the suffering, enduring rejection because he saw the joy. So I truly believe that in us to experience identity to experience revelation of our authority to experience revelation of our identity there's an element of the full circle that's okay to go and take something and allow it the suffering the pain within it the shaking within it because it's going to reduce the fullness of life. So I knew that if in me that there was a lack of understanding value and although I took every single tool every single thing that I've done but something was still keeping me there. God said, I need to take you back to full circle to release pain, to, to visit where this came from. Sometimes he'll just take you back to places or you'll get stuck in a situation where he's producing the full circle in the questioning, in the loneliness, in the not knowing. Because he says, if you're patiently endure, patiently endure. Now you have in Hebrews 10, Before the biggest scriptures on faith, where he talks about whoever you want to believe wrote Hebrews. A lot of people believe it is Paul, some people don't. So, um, Hebrews 10. So, before he talks about, in Hebrews 11, which is the faith-filled scripture of everybody's type of faith in, in, in the Old Testament. And he says, and they died without seeing a fulfillment to these promises. Before that, he says, um, It's 36. So do not, or 35, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now, so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you will receive all that he has promised. The early church, there's a lot of talking of enduring, of suffering of things that they went through. And there's always the encouragement of the enduring, the fulfillment of life at the other end. It's okay to walk through things to expect expect the fulfillment of the promise in the land set before you that you're walking into. I believe that every time I come into maybe a crazy opposition or test in my life, it's because there's a crazy new land for me. Meaning there's a new freedom for me coming. A new experience, a new truth, a new peace, a new thing. And it's okay to push through the giant. Push through the giant because what? Because the devil has to return to you sevenfold anything that was taken from you. So in anything that you may be enduring, you have to expect the vindication to be sevenfold on your life. And that's sometimes a place that people just don't stand and believe. Meaning, I believe a sevenfold from my mom's life on my life. I'm believing that's a promise for me to grab hold of. And I believe I could biblically line that up, too. I won't do it right now, but I will. (laughs) I'll have that for the next one, (laughs) because I know I could. I would be able to find stuff in the Old Testament that I could line that up, but that's mine. I'm taking that. I'm taking my sister's, too, so I'm going to take hers as well. So what they missed out on i'm getting sevenfold return in my lifetime and i'm gonna see it grab hold of something say it's mine i think god's honored by it i think he's honored by faithful endurance of saying that i believe your promises your covenant promises you can't break you've declared this over abraham's life this is what would happen for him, He would have, uh, you know, an inheritance, uh, children, what, more numerous than the stars. He sees the fulfillment of Isaac, and then he gets called to sacrifice him. So sometimes in your life, you're going to see and experience a fulfillment. Maybe it's a breakthrough. Maybe it's something that you feel was a promise. And then all of a sudden, there may be a test. He got tested. He, got, he thought God's telling him now he's got to go kill his prom, the promise he gave him. What does it say Abraham did? Abraham reasoned God to raise him from the dead. He immediately went into faith. Okay, God, I will be obedient to you because I know you to be true and faithful. Why do you think that, that Abraham had faith that was counted as righteousness? That's pretty strong faith. What if you've been believing for a baby and God gives it to you? And I mean, nowadays, God, you know, you're not going to hear that, but God told you to go kill him. Like, man, like, and you really heard his voice. That really was God. God showed up in a burning bush and told you that. That's not the way he showed up to him. But, like, really, there's things that you will gain in your life, you will experience in your life, and it's going to feel like he calls you to sacrifice. You may question him. You may say, what is this? I don't understand this. Do you have enduring faith? Do you have enduring, can you endure during, during suffering to see the fulfillment of the promise? Like I truly believe that when it comes to covenant promises, a part of seeing things fulfilled in your life is knowing who you are in him through Jesus. It's through the purchase of Jesus you have any covenant with God. The strongest, strong. I mean, it's called the new way. This is what you know. I, I don't know if it's in Hebrews or what. That this was the old way. No, this is. Uh, is that Hebrews four? Or that second Hebrews four, maybe. Referring to, no, that's the rest. Um, referring to the old covenant. He says, now you have a brand new way. This is the new covenant through Christ Jesus. Meaning all these things, this is through the old covenant. He was making promises to Abraham. They were seeing these things fulfilled. Now the new way, this is all given to you. I'm presenting this to you. What I ask from you that you would have faith to believe that it's yours. Yet we sit, we in a place of lack because we don't understand who we are. We don't understand how we're seen. We don't understand that we were that precious and that valuable, that all these things are ours because of Jesus. And we live in this place of lack and brokenness, of fulfillment in the natural, fulfillment in this area, making ourselves feel better in this area because suffering makes us twisted in who we think God is. Because when the suffering comes, we go, what? what oh, God? We question him. Identity is gone. The life through suffering is gone. Faith is gone. Because you never understood who you were in the first place. We never understood what we fully got. Who God really sees us to be. Who he really purchased us to be. Now, talking about, like, unshakable revelation. Here's what I truly have experienced in in my own life. That any of these things to become anything to me had to be shaken like i said why do i stand on a rug that was the biggest thing i was like rooted being rooted and established in my love that you are found on a firm foundation jesus says something about it that talks about his words that when you uh i totally blinked on so i'm not even going to give it there do i remember that right now no um but it's basically, oh, no, I do. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Hold on. I really want to get at this. Oh, I got a good. I got a good one. Okay. I'm going to James. I'm going to James. I wasn't going to a scripture right there, was I? Go to James really quick. Oh, yeah. This is good. You guys are going to want to go to this. <laughs> okay. Okay, here you go. Uh, This is James 21. So get rid of the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word of God is planted in your hearts for it has power to save your souls. But don't listen to God's word. You do, you must do what it, what it says. Otherwise you are only fooling yourselves for if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. If you see yourself walk away and forget what you look like, but if you look carefully into the perfect law, it sets you free. And if you do what it says, you don't forget you heard it, that God will bless you for doing that. Here's the thing. When you are not rooted and established in his love, when things come and you experience stuff, what happens is you can look into a situation and completely forget who you are in the moment. And you turn away. Because the truth is not rooted in you. It has not grown firm in you. It's like, what is it, the man who built his house on sand. That's the scripture, I believe I was saying, that Jesus said. That when you take his word, when you take what Jesus taught, when you take what he is, when you eat him, when you breathe him daily, you are rooted in him, you are unmovable, you are unshakable. That even when something comes against you, it can't move you. But what's going to get you there? Being shaken. It's okay to be sifted. It's okay to go through things that make you have to be tested in faith. Tested in trust. Tested in God. Tested in believing is he true. Tested if you believe he's a vindicator. What is going to produce strength in you? What is going to produce a firm foundation? You think just we, when we give our lives to God, we are all of a sudden rooted and established in him? No, revelation. Revelation is what rooted, roots and establishes you. He, Paul prays that the eyes of your heart to be enlightened, meaning you can have a blinding on your heart. Meaning you can have, um, you know, deception on your heart. What are those going to bring? That's going to come a weakening to your core. When your core is not rooted and established and you don't know who you are, you stand on a rug. And that's what would happen. Things would feel like a rug, meaning, God, it's okay if shaking kept coming in my life. It's okay if those things, because God's saying, when are you going to stop shaking? When are you going to know that you are firmly rooted? You're firmly rooted. You cannot move because of me. Hebrews 12. Now all this is on your curriculum. I believe. Where did this go? When God spoke from Mount Sinai, his voice shook the, the earth, but now he makes another promise. Once again, I will shake not only the earth, but the heavens also. This means that all of creation will be shaken and removed, removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Now I'm going to apply this scripture because what's happening is that we're talking about when Jesus comes. What is unshakable will stay. Now, I do believe in that. There are things that are going to be unshakable, which is righteousness. Your right standing will not shake. That will not be removed. What will be removed is demons. <laughs> How can we apply this to Today. That sometimes there's things that you can experience in your life that's going to shake out what is shakable in your life so that the unshakable is all that stays. Now the unshakable, again, who you are, who who you were created to be, truth and revelation, the spiritual blessings that are yours, the promises that are yours, those are unshakable. What is shakable? Your revelation, your mind, your belief systems, your reasoning, Sometimes you will go through a shaking. Things in your life, stuff will start to move around you that will not make sense because God's saying just let them shake. Let them shake. Let's wait till they stop. Let's wait till they stop. What's going to come out of them? What's going to all their mistrust, all their confusion, all their deception, all their stuff? Because as they're shaking, as they're shaking, at some point desperation is going to turn into watching my vindication. It's okay to be desperate. I think it's okay to be driven to desperation. I think desperation leads somebody to Christ. I'm sorry, but I'm saying a lot more desperate people come to Christ than, than the person over there that's, well, like, feeling good about life and successful and doing great, right? That's a harder missionary field than the desperate drug addict. Send me to the drug addicts, please. <laughs> just my opinion. That's because desperation causes for a savior, God will allow desperation in our lives just so that we come back to Him to make sure that we know that we're in the eye of the storm. We aren't the storm. We don't need to spin in it. So if you're going to spin, He may just let it go, let it go, let it go until you choose to go to the eye. That's where intimacy, that's where separation, that's where the painful part comes from. It's It's a punishment of your soul, it feels like. It's not, it's a blessing to Jesus. But to ourselves, it feels very sacrificial. It's like, ugh, you're not getting what you want. You're not getting the answers that you want. You're not getting the movement you want to see. It makes you feel not valuable. It makes you feel a certain way. What does he do? shoving you into the eye of the storm, which is the true value, which is Jesus, which is your identity. It's okay to be shaken into that place. It's okay to allow the shaking. What happens is people get shaken, 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 shaken and you just stand on it. You don't stop, and sometimes you shake yourself. You sit there and throw yourself into the fit. And you stay shaking for like, it's like jello. That goes and it keeps going. (laughs) Like sometimes you just do it to yourself and that's you. You're shaking, you're shaking, you're shaking. And God's like, man, if you just would stop and see the direction that I could push you into, that you can go into when you allow the shaking to produce the full picture, I can't fail. Vindication is mine. You want to see vindication for something? You want to see redemption? You want to see restoration? Go get scripture. Go look at people in the Bible and you say, God, this is mine. I come before you boldly with confidence, believing this to be true. This is mine. You can remind him of his promises. It says that. It says that in scripture. I don't know if it's Joshua or what, but to remind him, you can. It's not that he forgets. He doesn't forget. You forget. It's good, it's good to just say it. It's not that he forgets. He doesn't forget what he said. He, just, he wants us to know it. He wants us to know it and believe it. God is blessed by, by our faith in him. He's blessed by it. He's honored. This is relationship. This isn't God owes us. This is, a, this is a relationship. It's between both of us. There's something that he desires in you if he desired you to have relationship. There's things that we come before him. We, re, we, we, we um, present our requests to him. Uh, this is what I request. I believe you and scripture said this. So I'm going to align this request to this and I'm going to thank you for it. I'm going to present it to you with thanksgiving and praise. And I'm just going to say that this is mine because you are faithful and I believe sevenfold for all of these things. And I believe you God even in the pain you can redirect my mind to your face. So I choose you in the brokenness. I choose you in the quiet. I choose you in the abiding. The abiding can be so painful because you can be being pruned at the exact same time. Abiding doesn't just mean you you take a nap and it's so, you know, restful. No, sometimes the abiding means that you go to a place with him even in the tears, even in the pain, the, the things that are being produced in you, that you choose to separate, to say that I'm going to abide in you no matter what I'm seeing, no matter what I'm expecting, that in this shaking you're producing in me a revelation that can't be shaken. I don't want revelation that can be shaken. I don't want to get a revelation in this area over here, and not in this area, so that when they come together, something steals from the knowledge that I gained in that revelation. I need the full thing. That's why I just can't stop. I don't stop in what I, I'm like if, when I'm gonna do a new, a new event for people. I don't just take my old stuff and come in and just do that. I want to get more for that one. I want to get new revelation. Take me somewhere more. So God took me to Covenant for this one. Wanted to take me to a place of how you align any of the things I'm talking about with covenant I want more you can't you don't want to stop at what you're getting you always want to expect to go deeper into these things and sometimes that's going to go you're going to go into a new land and you're going to expect a new experience a new shaking because that area of you has not stopped shaking yet. over here you're doing pretty good this one isn't so right now I'm gonna go into here and I'm gonna there's gonna be something that may stir up in order to produce this new thing, in order to produce this new revelation, to take you to sustain the promise in the land God's gonna give you. Do you understand there's things God can't give us because we can't hold it? There's new land, there's promises, there's things He wants to take you, but because you couldn't hold it, you would break underneath it. That there's has to be the shaking to create the firm foundation for him to put it on you and hand it to you. And so many times we're like, oh God, you know, why did you do this? And you know when I say this, I'm not like I'm talking to myself. This is the stuff I do. That's how I know we do it, okay? <laughs> like I preach, I re-listen to myself all the time because I'm preaching at myself. I ask God to do that. Give me revelation for myself when I speak. You know, I want to learn too. I want to learn more. He will. He'll give me things that it's like he's talking to me, but then he confuses it. <laughs> But it's like we see something, we experience something, and we get so me 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 about it, and to questioning him when the whole reason for it is to protect you, to give you more. It's because he can't take you to certain things because you haven't been like fully sanctified or renewed in your mind in one area to where you could sustain something that he wants to give you in another area. There's too much, like, broken pieces over here. And because sometimes he has to stir up the pieces in order to recreate the puzzle. And that's okay. It's like walking through it and being okay with those things. That's how I see the apostle. That's how I see Paul. That Paul was okay with it. I want to suffer so I know life. I want to go through the breaking of my will so that I know I want the will of God. I want to sacrifice my will, so I only want his will. And the sacrificing part of it is painful, but the redemption and in, in the strength of the will aligning with God's will is something beyond our understanding. That's the spiritual blessings. It's heaven to earth. It's the spiritual blessings of heaven that come and we can live out on earth. You are warring against the mind. You're warring against human nature. You're warring against the demonic. Through the war, through the shaking, there's an establishing that comes in your identity through truth that will make you unshakable through each revelation that will allow you to claim new ground, to walk into things that you've never thought even possible that you could walk in and experience in your life. And being open to what God does and wants to take you to those places. Let's talk about removing the veil real quick. The one, and that's what I'm going to close with. The one thing that I see in my own life, like, when it comes to experiencing revelation through God's wisdom, is that there's veils that can be on the heart. Now, I talked about the strongholds. I already, I already talked about um, the strongholds of the heart in the previous one. Now, let me just say, uh, and I kind of already touched on this. This really is the topic of the hardening of the heart and the reasoning of the mind. And how that you can see it as a veil. as it, It's something that comes in resistance to the knowledge of Christ. Now, how do we look at this as the veil keeping you from revelation? As the veil keeping you from these places that God wants to take you? It's 2 Corinthians 3. Now here, like he's talking about that there was still glory in the Old Covenant. Meaning that the glory of God, the manifestation of the Spirit of God, uh, was it was in, uh, under the Old Covenant as well. They saw it, they experienced it. You had Moses, it came down from the mountain after getting the Ten Commandments. And the glory was on him that he had to put a veil to cover from the manifestation of the glory of God on him. So Paul is talking about it and he says, um, but he's saying there's an overwhelming new glory, or an overwhelming glory for this new way, meaning through the severing of the veil of Jesus dying on the cross, the new covenant, the new, the grace dispensation. There's a, there's a glory that is far beyond the glory from that. Meaning, how can I apply this? There's stuff that you can see in your life that feels pretty good and feels like a promise and feels like, hey, yeah, God, that's good. And yet you should always believe for more. There, you should always believe for more. You should believe a double of even what that is. Sometimes we stop. We stop short. So he's saying, you, we still saw the glory of God under this new way, but this, oh, under this old way, but this new way, this new way, man, the glory of God. And so he goes on, and so he says, um, so if the old way, which has been replaced, was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, which remains forever? Since the new way gives such confidence, we can come very boldly. We are not like Moses, who put a veil over his face. Um, As the people of Israel could not see the the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is read, the same veil covers their minds, cannot understand the truth. Now, you know, he's talking about the Jewish nation and the hardening of of the hearts, right? So here's the thing. There are times in your life, this is how I want to play this. There are times in your life that... Even though there was glory in the manifestation of God and there was good things, there's times in your life that there's a reminder of things in your past that can release in some ways a hardening of the heart and and, an inability of seeing God's truth. And the reminder of that, the reminder of those things, it almost creates a blinding on you to what I would say is like a veil over your heart. It's the unbelief. It's the other way that you can look at human reasoning, creating a stronghold. It's the other way, it's the veil, it's the unbelief, and it's the stronghold within the heart. So he says, this veil can be removed only by believing in God. the same same veil, they could not understand truth when it came over them. So this reminder, these things of this past, the shaking, when you come into a shaking, you come into things, it has the opportunity to produce on you a reminder of things that can create a veil. You can't believe, you can't see through it. And he says, but whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. The Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of you who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. The Lord who is the Spirit makes us more like Him. We are changed into His glorious image. You have been made into the image of Christ. You've been created in that. That is who you were created into. Your identity is in Him. You can have veils, you can have human reasoning, you can have logic, you can have things that come in resistance to that truth. That without the shaking in your life, to release and remove the things that come in resistance to that. You can't walk in full revelation so that you can go from glory to glory into the image of Christ. Meaning, you will experience all the spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms will be yours in Christ Jesus. Through the revelation of the veil removed off your heart, the veil removed off your eyes to see clearly the reflection of who you are in Him. That you don't turn from a mirror and forget who you were. You stay faced into the face of His face because the veil is removed. In the shaking, in the moving, in those things is the removal of it. You can allow the shaking, you can allow the questioning, you can allow that to strengthen your veil. To strengthen your hardening, to strengthen your questioning, or you can allow it to go full circle and produce in producing you something that is beyond your understanding. When you turn your eyes to the Lord, you separate yourself into intimacy. You separate yourself into the wilderness, the same way Jesus did. You walk away. You step away. You you go to God. Do you want me to sit in the presence while you prepare feasts for me in the presence of my enemies? Do you need me to stand? What do you need me to do right now, God? Am I not declaring you to be faithful? Do you need me to run? You go to him. You separate yourself. You align with him. And you allow the shaking to produce in you the firm foundation that cannot be shaken. It cannot be a rug coming out from under you. You're aligned with who you are. You look in the mirror and you see it day to day. There's There's a spiritual victory that's beyond our understanding where covenant promises just begin to be released in your life because you are walking in the truth of that and you're believing him to be true and faithful and that's how you stand in believing for redemption restoration vindication any of the things that you have to believe for that you need to see in your life and take hold of whatever god is like talking to you today and he's saying this is for you to take hold of this is my war this is me to move you don't move God's speaking something very directly to every single person about something that's supposed to be shifting, supposed to be moving, supposed to be removed. And you take it, you grab it, and that's what you go with. You go with that. You say, now this is mine. Now I have the tools. Now I can see battleground. Now I can understand how are you working? How's the enemy working over there? In order to take whatever season you're in and get through it the right way to get to the next, we always should be moving. In my opinion, always. My life is always going from season to season. It is I don't have a complacent time. I believe it for all of us. That's good. It's okay. Doesn't mean you're moving houses. <laughs> it just means you're moving in life spiritually sanctification. And so I want to close with that.